so a little a little behind the scenes here. Mm-hmm. We watched the movie, and we take a break, and then we come back and discuss it. And for a hot second, I was like, "Have they ever had a guest not come back?" Like, <laughs> like I was like, "Well, if I left, I'd also have to like nuke my own Twitch stream, like yeah. get off of Twitter, just like ghost social media Gone entirely." Forever, yeah. and I was like, "It might be worth it. It, it might, might be. be. It might yeah. be to just never have to talk about this film ever, ever yeah. again." Well, welcome to Rough Cuts. <laughs> Dogs, they're coming. They're coming your way. They'll be here soon. Universal Pictures invites you to a world before time, before civilization, before America's favorite Stone Age family was a family. This is an exciting time for us, isn't it, Bonnie? Sure, Fred. No job, no money, no women. Things are really looking up. To the town of Bedrock. With something exciting. Are you hurt? Oh, no, Betty, I'm fine. Was about to happen. You want a date? Your little friend want a date, too? Bonnie, tonight we shower. So, welcome to Rough Cuts, our (laughs) podcast about good boys and bad movies. I'm going to chop up something from the beginning. We're fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, listen, I'll have put more effort into this than they put into that movie. So we're good. Uh, not, not the costume designers or the set designers. No. Those people put in the fucking time. Time oh, yeah. and work. Oh, yeah. They might be yeah, the yeah. only ones, though. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem. Well, and then imagine that you have to go around constantly being like, no, 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 no. I'm a really good set designer. Look, I have credits on Viva Rock Vegas <laughs> and have every single person laugh you out of the room every time. And you're like, God damn it. I did, though. We nailed it. And it's this like, is yeah, like, they did. It's like uh, the first Suicide Squad movie that was awful got uh, is Oscar winning Suicide Squad because the costume design won mm-hmm. an Oscar. It's, it's one of those situations. I guess, yeah. Like, yeah. you can have good parts to a film without the whole film being an absolute disaster. It's true. Anyway, this podcast that I was introducing <laughs> is about good boys and bad movies. Bad dog movies. And hey, we've got our special guest here, our common companion, Nick, who uh, definitely doesn't regret this one. What yeah, this one the recording? this one was hard. Like we've done a few in the past. Uh-huh. And I was saying when we were recording, I was saying that uh we were watching the movie that I feel like those movies were at least a little entertaining and this movie just felt like you were just like sitting there aging. Like I felt myself aging while watching <laughs> this movie. Welcome to your first rough cuts. Yeah, man. <laughs> this is the wow. first real bad one, yeah. This is like, this, it was real bad. This is this is very standard. This is bog standard for the stuff that we do. Yeah, no, yeah. most of the time we sit here and you just like, you can feel like the crow's feet expanding <laughs> under your eyes. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just like, a little behind the scene. When we have guests, we usually try to pick good ones and give a, mm-hmm. give a, a choice. 
of right, things that were right. like, this will probably be entertaining. Yeah, I right. I I kind of picked this one though. You did. This is your because I was yeah. like because I saw I saw um this Flintstones movie features was it the Great Gadzoo Gazoo I I forgot what his Great name is. Nobody can get his name right. It's yeah. yeah. It's hard to say. And he's yeah. like the little alien guy in the old Hanna Barbera cartoon, and anytime he was on screen, it was like a fan favorite. I remember watching Flintstones when I was a kid, and those episodes seemed pretty great. Yeah. However, he's really awful in this. You see him in live action and you're like, you just want to like hit it with a baseball bat. <laughs> it, it's it's kind of like the um the Bond head in uh Mars attacks. Yeah. Is is how they went to yeah. try and get this to, to work. People were mad about Modoc in uh Ant-Man, but they haven't seen the Great Gazoo and Viva Rock Vegas, so, you know. I mean, you're saying that they... You're talking about how they kind of went for the Bond head in this. And I'm like, yes, but that doesn't really do it justice because they also gave him a weirdly big pointy nose in a way that doesn't really happen most of the time. Yeah. And then Alan... they So it's Alan coming, and they... Shaved off his eyebrows, basically. Yeah, oh, man. but then, but then repainted them on in like, but in skin. Like he has yeah. skin brows because they they're... got they had to make him an alien. So they're like, oh, let's make him look weird. But it, they went too far. They, they did it. They did it. Far. They managed. Yeah, yeah. because Congrats. because the costumer again, was given the, the directions. <laughs> yeah, the costumer was given the direction. Can we make him real sexy? And then this the, oh, this no. is what they came up with, right? So, it and makes that's perfect the thing sense. is, this movie is like simultaneously extremely horny, but also like no libido. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's about just... coasting. Yeah, you don't have yeah. to do any effort to to get you know laid oh and find God. a partner and. Yeah, you just you just mm-hmm. coast through life. Yeah, that's that's all you need. But yeah. also simultaneously, when you do find that partner, congratulations, you're trapped in a marriage now. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's wow, my theme. life, am I right? <laughs> yeah, the old ball and chain. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that kills at the old water buffalo lodge. <laughs> this is an incredible experience to me. Every once in a while, I kind of forget what my job is in real uh-huh. life, like outside of the podcast and everything. And that other people don't have my perspective on it because you get both of you watching this movie and going like, Jesus Christ, like the, it's just about how awful marriage is and also how they absolutely 100% definitely always need, need, need to get married as soon as possible yep. to yep. everybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm a wedding photographer. This is just, this is, this is just, a day in the 80, life. Yeah, so five percent of the weddings that I do. Eighty-five yeah. percent. That's a large number, actually. Wait a that minute. That is huge. I have. I can guarantee you. I have been to at least a hundred weddings where the entire thing is constantly like, ah, who's gonna wear the pants in this one? Oh, now she's gonna be a real pain in the ass, huh? Oh, like over and oh, over. Man. Yes. Oh yeah. At least a hundred. Uh. At yikes least. yikes well they would love this movie then it said right on the right on the poster that you'll love it 
They'll love it's it. It's surprising that it flopped for how much it just <laughs> goes to the heart of what, like, conservative marriages. So, speaking of the heart, so Viva Rock Vegas uh, is a sequel, sort of, it's a to, to the 94 movie and that it's a prequel. But, <laughs> but, but it's... <laughs> they have a word for this, yes. Yeah. But why is it... Why is it a prequel? Nobody gives a shit how they got married. Nobody cares. This isn't a story that needed to be told. <laughs> mm, I know why it's a prequel. Mm-hmm. I read on the trivia that this movie was made because... Uh, who was the original Fred Flintstone? John Goodman. John Goodman. John Goodman yeah. in the previous movie. Yeah. Said he would never fucking do it again. He Good. actually had to be like roped in to do it in the first place. Like he, when he was on set, he was like, "I hate this movie. I don't want to be here. Like, get me out." Yeah, John so he Goodman was like, is way too good for that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was like, "I don't want to do the sequel." And then uh, Rick Moranis retired from acting. So yeah. like that was three years earlier when this came out. So they were like well, we don't have Fred and Barney. What are we going to do? And they're like, the only logical way to make a movie is to make a prequel. So that's what they decided to do. They were like, we can't make a sequel because then people will expect the cast. But instead they made a prequel. I don't know if that logic tracks, but that's what they were thinking. It's also, what was it, like double the budget of the first movie? Yeah, oh, something man. like that. Yeah, it was uh, mm-hmm. when I was looking at at the trivia, it was something like $80,000. I was looking at the Wikipedia was like what they spent on this. It was 83 80 million. million. 80 million. 80, yeah. 83 Ugh. million for this, about 40 million for the first one. Yeah. Yep. And this made combined box offices worldwide uh $59 million. That so sounds was... like sounds like it made too much. I'll be honest. 59 it, sounds too high. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is a this is a, a Mobius twelve million. That's what this is. That's well, what this un- should be. I understand why the executives were confused about this one not making more money though, because if you've ever seen the first Flintstones movie, it is an irredeemable pile of shit. Mm-hmm. And that movie made three hundred fifty million dollars worldwide. So I'm sure that the executives looking at that were like we don't know what the fuck we're doing i don't know give them more money <laughs> they, that they shit can make that much like Do people like that, shit like, i guess the whole world just got bamboozled by the first one and then the second uh, one came out and they were like not again the whole I, world collectively was like no well, no we will so. not first one was 94 right so mm-hmm. that that's you have to put some context into when it came out absolutely like, yeah what, what were the live action cartoon movies around the time like not many that i can think of beyond like who framed roger rabbit and stuff like that you know yeah i also honestly john goodman and rick moranis like yeah and the cast yeah yeah i want to see john goodman and rick moranis i don't want to see guy i don't know and a baldwin brother that was yeah, mark mark addy and stephen baldwin you know the the famous one (laughs) the good one Chet Baldwin from the Three Stooges. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if this is good for the pot or not. But mm. I met Stephen Baldwin once, 
and he was introduced to me like oh steven have you met nick filardi <laughs> he's like coloring our books like it oh was my god extremely <laughs> surreal i was at like a publisher thing and he was like i guess writing a book or like cozy with comic stuff for intellectual properties hollywood incestuous money mm. stuff mm-hmm. that was happening and they were like oh yeah steven baldwin you should meet nick filardi and i was just like yeah, hi hi I like biodome I'm, I'm just nick can i exit this immediately that's what i want to do <laughs> yeah you should have talked weird. about viva rock vegas you should have if i had if yeah. i had known you know if i had known i would have been like big fan of viva rock vegas and he would have punched me <laughs> and then in the he would have fucking cratered to the ground <laughs> yeah, yeah right exactly <laughs> i i want to <laughs> say it's really funny what yeah. they did with the cast of this i mean it it feels like this one was a lot cheaper in some ways when you look at the cast, right? Right. Like, it doesn't make yeah. sense that its budget is yeah. doubled when you look at what the cast is. Because it's Mark Addy is the new Fred Flintstone, who is actually not terrible, No, honestly. he's not bad. But he's um, not a name. He's not no, a draw. No. Stephen Baldwin is a horrible Barney. Like, yeah. just atrocious Absolutely party. bad, yeah. And it's a, obviously uh, those are... The the women, however... That, well, that's what Jane, I was going to say. Jane Kurakowski, I, I think I got her name right, who's Betty, and then um, Kristen... Uh, Johnston. Johnston, yeah. yes. She's, yes. She's Wilma, and they're both so good. And they have more on-stream chemistry between each other than they do with Fred or Barney. Oh, yeah. Yes. And that's what I was going to yeah. say is that, like, it's so funny how much of a downgrade the men are and how much of an upgrade the two women are. Because <laughs> it's like, from Rosie O'Donnell to Kirsten Johnson, it's like, man, you guys really upgraded. Kirsten Johnston's great. She's, yeah, and she's good in this, too. They did bring Rosie back, and she looked great on set. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, like, they didn't make up her, they didn't put a whole lot of makeup on her, like, in the first movie. They just kind of let her be natural this time, and it Don't really fit her. Don't do this. <laughs> better than this. We're small better than this at Rock I'm not. I'm small, not. Small bit of trivia. Uh, Rosie uh, O'Donnell was one of the only cast members that came back, but it was only to deliver a single line as a weird octopus masseuse. Correct. Yeah. Like a, she, a and puppet it a, masseuse. It was a one-line joke, quote-unquote joke, about joke. the octopus who just found out what calamari is. Yeah, yeah That's it. wow. That's the joke. Yeah. Calamari squid, so it doesn't make sense. <laughs> It doesn't even work. Yeah. So what I find confusing about this film, uh, other than everything, is that it's trying to have very adult themes, Mm. right? There's marriage, money, uh, sex, a lot of sex. Classism. Classism. Mm -hmm. Like all these adult themes, but then they're, they're also trying to be like, we're a goofy cartoon kind of but not really like they don't commit to anything yeah it the movie doesn't pick a lane and lean in it's just like instead it tries to have it both ways and it has no way there's like like nothing nothing to grab onto as far as like oh well maybe they're trying to make it like age it up make it an adult comedy Mm -hmm. like nope 
they're not doing that. Oh, well, maybe they're going to lean into the cartoony stuff and make it really absurd. No, they're not really doing that either. And no. instead, it just, it's just. It's nowhere. It's nowhere. It yeah, it's nowhere. You just feel like, yourself aging. I, that, I that's would respect what you get. it. I would respect it more if it was just like a goofy comedy with a bunch mm. of, of dark drama in the Flintstones universe. Right, right. Like, but it, it isn't that. <laughs> It isn't that. No. One of the biggest things that I was going to say about this is that it is the kind of the cardinal sin of a lot of really bad, uh, like, movies for kids. Because we were talking about, like, man, this just is so stupid. It's constantly explaining to you, too, how stupid it is. Like, it just hates its audience. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Like, it... We, we somebody mentioned that it was very infantile early on yes i said and that, just how, yeah. yes and that's again one of the biggest mistakes that it seems that a lot of really bad kids movies make where they look at kids and they're like all right well it's for kids so we've got to tell them 12 different times what's going on on the screen it's like yeah. kids aren't that fucking stupid i mean you even... don't need to have everybody constantly look at the camera and go well you see this is making me mad because well, I don't have any money. Like, it's that plus, kind of thing. Plus, if, if you make a good movie and a kid doesn't get it the first time, they watch it again. Like, kids rewatch yes. stuff that they like. Like, you don't mm-hmm. have to talk down to them. They'll get it eventually, even yeah. if they don't get it the first time. I, I don't even think, like, I mean, it, when I was saying it was infantile, that wasn't just because it was talking down. It's sure. also because characters are fucking stupid. <laughs> Yeah, and, and they they often I mean. they often just do things like <laughs> like Beavis and Butthead style, but with none of the none of the writing, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like like they're just doing things like, oh wow, Beavis, I'm so clumsy. The crazy the crazy happen, thing about this right? is like, is that like Beavis and Butthead are made to be like unlikable idiots, you know, yes. like <laughs> terrible people, terrible people. But I have more charm and heart for beavis and butthead than i ever did for fred and barney because fred movie. and barney try to do that but they're just i, I don't know what they're doing it's just You're the right. dumbest thing oh man should we explain the plot uh, yeah i was gonna I guess, we, can, yeah. we can get into this I, that was the other thing i was going to say when you said that this movie is infantile and just how it does it's not about anything for example, I have in my notes when it finally started the plot, which was like fifty minutes in, fifty-five. It was long. There's just for the whole first half of this movie, it is entirely Fred and Barney go, boy, I sure wish we had a job, and women, and then it shows them in a bunch of montages getting jobs. And then women. Yeah, like, they could just have it naturally happen and they meet the characters and they interact and it, it blossoms. But instead right. they're like, well, this needs to happen. So we're going to tell you that it's happening and then it's do like that. They, it's like they wanted to make a rom-com and then didn't know how to make a rom-com. And then at the end, they want to make like, a Vegas bad guy movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
two different movies and neither are successful like we've never no we've never noticed that some of these really bad movies are multiple films with no <laughs> with no <laughs> cohesion yeah. 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 yeah yeah this has never been a problem before on the podcast it's like, yeah it's like 45 minutes of one idea and then 45 minutes of another idea and then the movie's over and you're just like oh god what happened boyks have you ever like it's pretty incredible to finally after having nick on for like six times actually have nick on for the very first time (laughs) (laughs) i mean we did this to urchin with garfield too yes yeah yeah where eventually they're like oh wait this is what rough cuts is and it's like yes yes there you go yeah now you understand all of the complaints that we always have about every fucking one of these movies. Yeah. Just, like, pick an idea. Pick a lane. Create a theme. I mean, like, it's it, not hard. Well, no. The movie couldn't even stay within its own, like, time frame, right? Because they mm-hmm. were also, like, referencing Aladdin for some reason. Yeah. Like, the cavemen know Aladdin. And I, that yep. was weird. They made a Jurassic like, Park joke Jurassic at one point, Park jokes. And you're like, Which, what, oh, the, yeah, what are we watching? What are we watching? Like, that's a joke yeah. for the audience, but it's not a good one. Like, I don't know. Like, the joke there was, the in, all fairness, in all fairness, there was maybe 30 seconds of this entire film that was good. Yeah. And I'll explain it to yeah. you right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a part in the movie where the bad guy's trying to make his big reveal, and he's like, there's been a crime committed. And there's one guy in the background that's like, I have slowly been poisoning every dinosaur's water supply. I'm going to kill all the dinosaurs. And everyone's (laughs) like, oh, you lovable scamp. And then he pops up (laughs) two more times. And he's like, seriously, I'm killing all the dinosaurs. And they're like, oh, get out of here. Oh, that (laughs) is ball. That is the only reason to watch this movie. I have given you all of it. Yeah, his last entrance of him going like, okay, I'm warning you, last time, if you if nobody <laughs> stops me, every dinosaur dies. And everybody goes, yeah. no one cares! And it like slumps <laughs> off scene. And it's so good. It's, it's a good bit. It, I wish the that only this movie bit. had more mm-hmm. jokes. Like, that was the only... <laughs> it was like... It was that, and then there was a giant switch in the casino operator. Oh, like, yeah. Cause he, he had a giant switch that went from win to lose for everybody yeah. in the casino. That yeah. that mm-hmm. bit was a good visually funny gag. But, like, other than that, just empty. I can't, can you believe that Nick came on our podcast and explained both of the only jokes in this movie? Now what am I going to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scoop them up. Now what do we do? <laughs> fuck now, now we talk about how marriage is a prison <laughs> well okay so we could talk about that because that's what the movie is basically about but the movie is also about like trying to watch your grandparents flirt on screen yeah. for hours i mean Just i i have a note about laser how they, focused <laughs> i have the note about how they creamed that woman that's, a lot Barney did cream creamed that all lady over all over her face and chest. Yeah, that's all true. Of, all of the men in the movie kept on to creaming be fair, on her over and to over. To be fair, yeah. uh, Barney creamed that woman, but then mm-hmm. the waiter came by and he wanted to get in on the action. He yeah, also creamed that woman. Yeah. He creamed her way more than Barney did. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, and, Barney and Betty was, was watching doing it out of his time, mouth. So, it was yeah. just like, 
Yeah, Barney's whole yeah. thing was secondhand. Like, he did it yeah. from the mouth afterwards, so. Yeah. I... Okay, so... We're just not going to explain that, right? We're, Look, that's, that's, I don't give a shit there. about that. So, the, the plot... <laughs> I, I can explain the plot in two minutes. I really can. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no plot. There's no plot. So uh, the whole plot is, like, Wilma is a rich lady who is in a, a family of southern gentlemen mm-hmm. who looks down on all the poors. And, yep. But Wilma yep. doesn't look down on the poors, so she goes to live with the poors to, to be a poor. And then yep. Betty, who's a poor, takes her in because she thinks she's homeless. Uh, and then, then they, they meet Fred and Barney and they go to a theme park and now they're dating or whatever. Uh, but, but Wilma has, okay, we're now 45 minutes in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, This is the first 45. (laughs) But Wilma has an ex named Chip who keeps grabbing her and kissing her forcefully. And that's funny. Uh, and she doesn't like it. So um fred sticks up for her and then they're they're going to date or whatever uh but then dino shows up dino's in this movie there's a dog in this movie there's a dino's very good in this movie he shows up to the yeah. to the rich dinner and just fucks it all up and it's just like it's very yeah. it feels um, it feels good it feels and good this is this is the turning point where wilma's like i'm gonna abandon my family and just go live with fred fuck all these people uh but then chip comes out and is like hey you know what i was a dick in there uh, uh, making fun of the pores, which you are, Fred. You're poor. I just wanted to point that out again. Um, so I'm going to let you come to my casino in Viva Rock Vegas and make a bunch of money so you aren't poor, so that Wilma will love you for your money. Because that's mm-hmm. the only thing women like. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, wow, funny. Uh, and then they go to Vegas. Uh, a bunch of shit happens. Chip tries to, to get fred into massive debt which he does uh well first he makes then... him rich so that wilma doesn't like him yeah yeah, yeah. i guess the plan because... is make him make yeah. him rich so that wilma will be like i don't want to date a rich guy and then you make him poor and a criminal also Cause, cause... by the way yeah. the bad guy nothing against barney however Barney is also in the same boat for some reason it's just he's there have you because he's Barney? there I yeah. have something against this Barney, and I've only just watched <laughs> Okay, no, it, so I, I know why Barney's in the same boat. It's because Barney and Fred are roommates. Yeah, yeah. That's why. They keep getting very close to kissing. Like, <laughs> the tension there, between there, these two characters. There is an extreme amount of homoeroticism in this film. You know, all not, I gotta not say... just between Barney and Fred, by the way. Like, if this movie was better... I'd be like, happy Pride Month. Yeah, right? But, happy but Pride. it's not It's not good enough. It's not good enough for that. Because there's so many moments where, like, Betty and Wilma are living together. They're roommates. They're just very oh. close roommates where they constantly touch each other, put on each other's makeup, and take baths together. It's, it's, it's the meme of, like, the tall girl lifting the short girl against, yes. the, against yes. the wall. That is, that is Betty and Wilma. <laughs> Well, and, and it honestly is perfectly cast because Kristen Johnston is massive compared to Jane. Yeah, Wilson. to Jane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, absolutely would work. It yeah. is 100% that meme. <laughs> yeah, and every scene ends with them, like, I'm going to go get naked. <laughs> I'll see you in a bit. 
And then Wilma's, uh, like, talking to her mother or something, and then goes back to her, her love life with Betty. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm it's glad. It's really I'm, disappointing. I'm, they could have yeah. done so many cool things with this, and they just don't. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so he makes the, him rich, and the then bad doesn't guy... make him rich. And then yeah, he's in debt to the mob, so he needs Fred to be in debt. Which is, like, a backstory that we don't even need. Like, the whole mob thing. Like, he's trying to marry Wilma for the family money. But it's like, dude, I don't care about this guy. I don't need his motivation. He's a bad dude who wants to marry Wilma. That's all I need. Mm -hmm. This whole mob thing, like, we don't even need it in the script. It's like, why is it here? Gets introduced, like, an hour and 15 minutes in. It's like, this is the, the... He's not a bad guy. He's just being extorted by the mob. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. what are we doing? <laughs> it's really funny that they managed to put in so little plot and also too much, <laughs> even yeah, then. Right. Like, right. somehow they still have extraneous the shit. Whole, you're like, I don't give a fuck. The whole bit with the great Gazoo is, like, he wants to watch, like, Earth. He wants to watch. He wants to watch. He wants to watch. And he shows up. And you think that he is going to be, like, the driving force of the movie. Like, I'm well, going to get these Well, that's because he's the characters. opening scene. He's the opening scene. You figure he's the driving force of the movie. You think he's going to be, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work my magic to kind of, like, get these idiots together. And then he just exits the movie. Like, he yeah. has... He does not do anything to further the plot ever for the no. entire movie. No. Nope. I don't I... know why he was there. Well, it's because Tim Cummings liked to watch. Alan, Tim Allen's Alan? father? Alan, whatever his name is. Tim, there were a lot of little aliens in the beginning. There might be Tim in there. I don't know. Yeah, Tim, Tim might be there. But, like, I don't know. The yeah, thing Alan about Cummings. that, too, is that what was his, like, Gazoo's motivation? He gets sent down to Earth to do. I, to, to watch the alien, to watch the Earthling mating ritual. That was like, the he whole. He wants to watch Earthlings but then, mate, like, yes. You would think that the movie would end with him coming back to the spaceship and being like, because that and, was his whole plot, right? The he was like, I want to leave. I well, want yeah. to leave Earth. I need to, to be get specific, off the specific. He didn't want to just watch Earthlings, mate. He wanted to record them on videotape and then play it yep. for all the rest yep. of the gazoos. Right. Mm-hmm-hmm. Yeah, you right. need to get that pterodactyl camera in there <laughs> chiseling out. But instead, it's old... just like he's just like, oh, I showed up. And and now I'm here, and then he's like, and now I'm what? still still here, I yeah. guess. Fucking we did we did get to see, and then everybody how... dances at the end, like it's a they fucking do victory dance lap for some reason. God yeah, damn it! The the point is like, Fred and Barney cross dress, which impresses the girls, uh, and also Mick Jagger's there for some reason. Mick Jagged, please. Yeah, not the real most, Mick the, Jagger. Not, yeah, uh, Mick Jagger stones. would not touch this thing. The, the most British caveman they could find. Oh, God. Because they hate the Brits. Uh, which has some other fucking plot with Betty. I don't give a shit. Yeah, they get the bad guy. Like, he's trying to marry Wilma, but then Fred makes a giant gesture in this giant set piece song that's fucking awful it's so and it's, bad it's, the whole movie leads to this song to win wilma back and you're just like i every second of it it's like i can feel my teeth like this is awful this is awful 
yep. and he wins her back and then the movie ends in a dance number yes uh, and they get married or whatever and uh, presumably and, and, yeah. chip has his you know fingers chopped off by yeah the mob. it's implied chip just yeah. fucking dies which yeah okay. chip just fucking dies good for him they went they went out of their way to be like chip's not such a bad guy he's just being extorted by the mob and then they're like so anyway we killed him and it's just like what well the thing i find weird about the mob situation too is they already set him as a bad guy as a misogynist like money grabber why yeah that apparently was not bad that was not bad Mm -hmm. they needed something bad for him to do the yep. mob is there to show off the cool cactus duds that they were wearing. Uh, the cactus costumes were pretty good, though. Actually, yeah, they were pretty good. They were fucking terrible, but they were like Jamiroquoi in Virtual Insanity terrible. Yeah, which I'm here for. Yes, yeah, extremely enjoyable. Extremely Giant fuzzy enjoyable. hat, terrible. Yeah, I'm like hell yeah. The, the only joy you're gonna find in this thing is in the costume design and the uh, set design, all that stuff. Yeah. They, man. This fucking movie. I'm I'm just kind of like realizing the scope of like the first forty five minutes don't go anywhere. It's just them dating for like no reason. There's no yes. there's no forward momentum of the plot. There's no conflict. There's no nothing. They're just going on dates and montaging. They're like they built an entire drive through mm-hmm. in like the Stone Age kind of thing. They built this giant set and with they did all these extras, with yeah, cars everything and it's just like they're just kind of like skating around and then delivering a few lines and then they move on to the next thing and they never even come back to it it's a massive set and mm-hmm. it's just wasted all right i i have some things i want to point out that i wrote down from the movie uh wilma's dad is a confederate colonel yep yes all right i don't know why that needed to be there uh we learned the history about how wilma got that pearl necklace the most important question anybody has ever had about the Flintstones. <laughs> Are you going to let us know? What's the history? <laughs> it, it was her grandmother's, who is a clam. Mm-hmm. Which means Wilma's family evolved from clams. Great. <laughs> <laughs> they're, old, they're old money. Your explanation got the same reaction. I fucking guess. When we when we when we saw it for the first time, we're just like, "All right, is that all right? Yeah, was that a joke? Are they, are I don't, they implying I don't that her her grandparents were clams? Was that I? Her? I like that. I everybody asked me that. They're like, "Wait, because you Nick pause. He's like, "Wait, did that? What were they trying to say there?" I'm like, "I'm pretty sure they were saying their grandparents were clams, or like." But you why? Know, like oysters? What does like, that mean? I, I don't think that I works guess? that way. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Uh, there, there was the scene at the bar where they milk a kappa. And they, they compress a kappa. Yeah. Oh, great milk. Right. I forgot yeah. about that. They use them as yeah. like a like an orange uh, uh, juicer. Uh, juicer. Yeah. What the thing. fuck was that about? I don't why? know, man. That made me very you, uncomfortable to watch. You ever, ever want to see a dinosaur get juice all over it and be kind of like I, tied yeah. up a little bit all sweet movie... and sticky yeah this um, movie's for you you know how in space balls where they showed space balls and they made a joke about what are we watching this right here now this movie they do that here but way worse 
they show the same film because the Great Kazoo likes to record when they do he the mating rituals. He likes to watch. He likes oh, to watch. Yeah. What was that about? I don't... Okay. You know who didn't like to watch? Nick Filardi. He didn't like to watch this entire movie. Why yeah, did you do this to me? Uh, and for some reason, they thought it was a really good idea to put a joke in about a rock star dating a really young girl and have to ask her her age. That, oh, I was, man. Okay, yeah, I was like, I was gonna go yeah. through all of my notes. Like, for example, how old are you? Yeah, wow, funny. <laughs> We've all been there, right, guys? God, it, like, that's what the movie's trying to do, though. Yeah. And that's why it's so fucking insulting. Yeah. Ugh. It's uncomfortable. Those, like, yes, that's what these... Again, that's like the whole... When we were talking about the marriage thing and me being a wedding photographer and everything, you constantly at these things, you're always getting people that are like, Oh, you work with your wife, huh? I don't like that. And you're like, yeah, I, I do. Yeah. Is that... Is that... What, I, I, I like my wife. I married right? her. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't... But it, it's always this, this implication that you're one of the people like them that would enjoy these things yeah. and oh, have these man. things happen How... to you. And it's like, that's extra insulting. Right. It's very yeah. much yeah. like, oh, hey, you've had this happen to you, right, guys? Where it's like, oh, man, it... she's maybe a little too young. It's like, no, no, I've never no. had that oh, happen. No, that's fucking despicable. This has never despicable. been a situation I've been in. <laughs> are, are guys basically like the uh, old country buffet meat carver training video where he's like game last night still hot out there how's that weather (laughs) try the meatloaf it's my favorite or the lasagna that's what it is the lasagna lasagna. it's my favorite just making small talk all the time with no we should have watched that training video instead that would have been a better video (laughs) yeah yeah i i don't have a lot of other did you have notes i had one of the other notes that i had was just we mentioned it earlier, but I wanted to once again kind of hammer it home a little bit. That even when they have the hero, Fred, who's winning over Wilma because it's like, well, she doesn't care about money. Like, yeah. And so he doesn't have to have money to impress her. But then they take that the wrong way. Because then Fred is talking to Gazoo, and it's like, well, like, why do you like Wilma? He's like, well, I don't have to do anything to impress her. And it's like, no. No, that's... Okay, you don't need yeah. money to impress he, it. You still should do nice things for her, no, though. No, he right. likes her because like, he doesn't have to put any effort into the relationship. Right. Yeah, he's just like, I can just be a schlub and not give a shit. And yeah. then she's like, she's yeah. into it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's he specifically what she's into. is yeah. like, hey, I don't know, I can be a giant piece of shit and just lay on the couch. And she's kind of like, oh, I can't do any better than this. And he's like, and it's great. I, I had one other note. One other note. Um... This one's a little more serious. So there are some other characters we noticed. We noticed uh, Spike Spiegel, a.k.a. Cowboy Bebop, show yep. up as a valet. Yep. Uh, John Cho, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Um, and that was fun to see Bebop there. Yeah. But in relation to that, all of the minorities in this movie are like valets. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, they're all like cleaners. Like. Uh-huh. They're all background yeah. actors, but like for menial jobs, right? Mm-hmm. right. Or or thugs specifically. Yeah. But yeah. and but the thugs that got lines, the the you know the the cactus the crew mobsters. of gangsters, yeah. 
they were white guys because they got lines. They got lines, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm like, yeah. so this is exactly a movie for the 50s white crowd that doesn't put any effort into anything in their relationships and hates their wives? Is that, is that? Yeah. I mean, that is the Flintstones. I mean, hates, but... hates, their, wi- hates their wives, but also it's about being in the marriage like and being like like you can't escape the marriage you have to just get into it and stay there and then hate it and that's hate the function for the rest of that's your life. the entire yeah. function yeah i mean they're do they're trying to be accurate for old vegas when they go to vegas they go to like the jazz club and it is a bunch of black entertainers yeah and yep. like I, uh, his, and then like Mexican waiters, and that I almost didn't want to point it out, but like it's, it's so blatant. It's very but I feel like so I blatant. To. Yeah, every single I can get like every waiter in the movie, and I mean every single waiter is Mexican. Like every yeah. single person, that, that, like yep, it's Ugh. like yep. Every every waiter is brown. Every entertainer is black, and all of the main characters and anybody that speaks is white. And it's like yeah. Whoo, that is some hard lines. Like, like it's, this, yeah. is, this is 2000. Obvious. Yeah. This is 2000. Yeah. Like, how would you not mm-hmm. notice when doing your casting unless you intentionally cast it that way? Huh. I, uh, well, you see, they, they, they intentionally cast it that way. Right, well, yeah. Then, Somebody made a decision at some point in the chain about and, this. And then and you throw sucks. in, like, the Confederate grandfather and other shit, and I'm like, man, who the fuck was this for? Yeah, this movie dances around a lot of really terrible shit in american culture for sure Mm -hmm. but it wants to talk about class that's what upsets me the most yeah yeah it wants to talk about class and it never really talks about class it's just like it's just like oh wilma's happier being poor and that's the moral and that's the moral oh should that be the moral though like maybe just accepting sharing wealth like all that stuff, like maybe class is is an imaginary thing between two people, and all people are the same kind of thing. Like maybe that should be the moral. Nope, this movie's like nope. Yeah, not there's nothing. There's nothing wholesome or or thoughtful here. No, no. I they love took that a Wilma's... fucking victory lap at the end. They danced at the yes. end. Like we were having a all having a good time. It offends me. It offends me. I really like that the core of the movie in so many ways is about class and Wilma in particular as her character and her solution to the problem of she's wealthy and that means that like her and everyone else around her is exploiting those people and looking Mm -hmm. down on them her answer to that is to take all of her power and privilege and position and do absolutely nothing with it and leave (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's to, the only thing that she could do, right? To quietly it. slum it with the pores and yes. then eventually get access uh, to the money eventually. Until they accept her. Yeah. Yeah. Or when her parents die. Or whatever. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. She just wants to slum it up, but she's got no actual I... movement on doing anything to improve any of these people's lives, to help them, to like these are her friends. They're poor. Yeah. They're at, they're looking for jobs at the beginning of this. They're not certain that they can find jobs. And it, her solution to all of this is to pretend to first be homeless and then do nothing. 
Slut I guess. Dogs. I guess. Well, no, no. It's movies. I, I still have a couple things no. I want to talk okay. about before we get oh, okay. dogs. Sorry. So first of all, uh, Nick, you were uh, noticing some Rotten Tomatoes. Oh yeah. Reviews. So Rotten Tomatoes, by the way, twenty five percent on the tomato meter. We don't usually talk about the tomato meter in more recent films because we don't usually watch a lot of big budget movies no that, sure. that really need it but a 20 percent on twenty five thousand plus audience reviews yep so very low so what were some of the reviews that you found uh one that i found from a top critic said no surprises here better than the original that's what's surprising <laughs> the the another one that i found that i that i enjoyed the quote is the prequel is like eating a second helping of underdone Bronto burger and being kept awake by the resulting indigestion induced Dolly esque nightmare. That was and not that, a favorable review. That one I feel like is complaining about the set design in a way. And I'm like, maybe I saw some people in like the user reviews talk yeah. about how like the set, all the sets look cheap. And I was like, they definitely do not. You they don't do understand not. how no. things are made. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, no, that yeah, is no, these sets incredibly expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And also, the she is overselling it because being kept awake by the resulting, like, Dolly-esque nightmare, I'd love to watch that movie. I wish that I right, was in right. a Dolly-esque nightmare. That would mm-hmm. at least be exciting. This was oh, boring. Man. Yeah. I watched Mulholland I... Drive before this, and... Uh... <laughs> Also, also, like two different movies. Like mm-hmm. first half is one thing, second half is another thing. But it goes together. It's cohesive. Yeah. There's themes. You understand everything at the end, kind of. You know, like I, I don't know, man. I this movie. So I did find a review because I was looking through the the user reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. I wanted to point this out because we're elderly gentlemen. I, yeah. I wanted to get I wanted to get the view of a tween watching this film. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So I, I found a tween review from 2013, which is 13 years after this film came out. Correct, yep. Okay. Five stars. Alright, alright. You got my attention. Alright. One of the best movies I've ever seen. Heart emoji. OMFG. 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 Triple heart emoji. It's also one of my favorites, Smiley Face, but that's just my opinion. I'm really into classic movies like this one. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. It's a fucking... You know, I think that all those phones are destroying society. I'm turning into a person that's going to watch this movie and enjoy it. <laughs> because I... All these kids and their fucking okay, phones. Okay. So you're, you're in a roundabout way, you're, you're bringing up a point that I was thinking about during this movie, which is there's a lot of comedies and media that's made where, like, it's a comedy... And they'll kind of dance around a joke or a situation, but it won't actually be funny. There won't mm-hmm. actually be a joke there. Um, Shannon and I are, are picking at um, How I Met Your Father, the new version of How oh, I Met God, Your How Father. How I Met Your Mother. Why? And it is painful to watch in points. It is yeah. just completely bar- barren of jokes. And I was like, man, they're really making like, like a- another one that we chipped away at a little bit was a uh, call me cat, which is uh, another like 
mainstream network comedy show with no actual fucking jokes in it. And the thing is, is I was like, man, they're really making a lot of these maybe like media saturation. Like they can't find enough good writers to like get these things off the ground. You know, it's a real shame. Not like the old days where like, you know, they had crack teams of writers and everything had like a higher bar bar of quality. And I just want to say that this movie completely shattered that notion no. and that there are no jokes through this whole thing. And it is all trash. And it is the same kind of like no joke comedy that like I, we're getting nowadays yeah, and other stuff. You know what this reminds me the most of? And it's going to be very it stupid. Was. It's going to be very as same as it ever was. Yeah. This is yeah. not my beautiful life. <laughs> no, so what this what this reminds me of the most actually is the Night Court reboot that they did. Oh recently. man, that's another jokeless because they brought back fucking Night Court yeah. with no yeah. jokes and a lot of yeah. racism. Yeah, so, the ideal audience for this is your like sixty five year old boss at work who has a mug that says "World's Number One Boss" on his desk or like. And then a poster on the side that's like, I hate Mondays. And yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like, it's that. It's that dude. It's that dude and his humor where, like, he's got a thing on the wall that just, it's a plaque in a circle that says, around to it. Now that I've finally gotten around to it, now I can do all the things that I wanted. Like, he's got uh, that. It's the, the yeah. live, laugh, love dad. That's what this is. That's who the yeah. audience is. Uh, he has like a sign that says like complainers will be shot. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, now, now I think we're ready to rate the dogs because I have nothing else to say about. It. I hate this fucking movie. <laughs> I figured that now is a really good time for me to bring up the exact moment because you've probably forgotten it, just like we did in the movie. Gazoo. <laughs> Remember when the great gazoo was here? Yeah. What, what happened to that? It's just abandoned for now. He's gonna break them out. There's gonna be Deus Ex Kazoo. Yeah. I've already talked to Jim, and he's willing to take you back. They just gives you the right to interfere. They just stopped caring about that plot, I guess. I love you. And Chip. No, he'll like I said, he's gonna come back in. And I guess it's not really Deus Ex when they've been setting him up the whole movie. But I've been trying to forget him the whole movie, so I think it evens out. (laughs) It's it's extremely disturbing. (laughs) Fred Fred and Barney are in prison, and Gazoo's there, and they're like, hey, use your powers to get us out. And he's like, I can't intervene. And then Barney just wiggles out of the, in between the bars of the cage, goes to get the keys, the guard starts waking up and then he intervenes. Gazoo intervenes and knocks mm-hmm. out the guard. And I'm just like, I don't, this whole movie is very frustrating to watch. That's the only thing he did the entire movie, the entire movie. And he's Correct. the, he's supposed to be the bookend of this whole thing. And instead it's a dance number. I can't with this fucking movie. <laughs> uh, I give Gazoo a zero out of ten because it made me uncomfortable to look at it. All moments yeah. of the high yeah. film, and that I one agree. time he got closer to the camera, I, I wanted oh to get God. out of my chair and leave. Yeah. You see, I finally understand your complex mating rituals, uh, all the emotions, all this love. Please don't get closer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Kazoo, please back off. 
<laughs> I'm not gonna rate Gazoo. I'm just gonna put in the two different times that Nick and I had the exact same reaction to Gazoo at the exact same moment. So I'm just gonna leave it to you for that. Yeah. <laughs> one uh, of them was when Gazoo first showed up, and then the next one was where you said Gazoo. They zoomed in on Gazoo, and Nick and I both uh, went, "No, no, no, no! Back, back, back!" Yeah, you reeled in your chair. Yeah, that's like when I watched Cats and I ended up in the fetal position. Yeah, yes. right. This exactly. Had a very yeah. Trying to get away from the screen. CGI yeah. Oh, uh, Dino, 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 Dino is a dog. Absolutely mm, a dog. Absolutely I will not take anybody saying Dino is not a dog. I've seen this movie. And voiced by a good boy. Just just Mel like Blanc. all dogs, they hatch from yep. eggs. Mm-hmm. Like the Mel, Howl Laboratory Mel had been, side. Mel yep, had yep. been dead for years by the time this movie came out, but they used his voice from the original animated show. And, well, you know, that's because Mel knew they were going to make this, and he decided yeah. it was a better fate. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but but probably. Dino's a, an adorable little puppy, uh, loves his... Loves Fred, uh, crashes aristocratic parties and says down yep. with the bourgeoisie. Excellent. Like the opposite of Beverly Hills Chihuahua. All I want now is just a box art of Viva Rock Vegas that just says, the movie that killed Mel Blanc. <laughs> finally. <laughs> yes. pull quote. Finally. Just pull quote that one. We yes. did it. We finally killed him. We ended him. He's done. Uh, At absolutely. long last, Mel can finally rest. <laughs> I, I, one other thing I want to point out, I, I'm looking at the Viva Rock Vegas toys for Burger King Big Kids meals. Oh, no. Like there was a Burger King do. tie-in. There's a BK. That's there, where there they There was worked. a BK. Yeah. Uh, they did not go for the movie-accurate styling of the characters. <laughs> of course they didn't. Of course they didn't. They were like, remember Flintstones? Not the movie coming out. The regular Flintstones. The one you actually care about. Yes. that That is what they did. And I feel like that kind of bookends our conversation about this movie. They should have done fucking that if they were yeah. going to do anything. It's weird that they have this successful thing and they keep trying to not make that thing. Yeah. That's true yeah. of, like, pretty much all of the live-action cartoon remakes that happened in, like, the Ugh. early aughts to, like... Because they did that... There was a good decade, right? From, like, 2000... Yeah. From about, honestly, kind of when the first Flintstones movie came out. Maybe maybe that's what we have to blame. Maybe the first Flintstones movie started all this shit, because that actually I don't... was a success. Yeah. I don't but know. But all of those Dis- are, like... Disney keeps trying to do it, too, and it's, like... I guess. This isn't as yeah. good as the animated stuff. I, I don't know. I have a I have a very important question. Do we have four to six thousand dollars in our Patreon? Because I found something that we could purchase. Uh, it is a Dino Puppy Puppet from Viva Rock Vegas at a prop store. Oh no! <laughs> the one used in the film. It's the actual one used in the film. <laughs> I. I don't see how you don't, how you can't. I don't buy see how that. we don't own that. Yeah, yeah I, I, we have to now. Yeah, this static also, foam this static foam puppet was created for insert shots and hand painted in Dino's signature purple with a blue collar, mm-hmm. three black hairs, a fresh color snout, and black spots by Jim Henson's Creature Shop. It the was Jim Henson that bolted. did the puppets then. 
The puppet is bolted to a dense foam display labeled the Flintstones and appeared painted to appear made of stone. Wow, that's good sentencing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. That, uh, I just... I, that is something we should point out. The puppets were Jim Henson, like, company, anyway. Yeah. And they look like it. They do. They look good. Like, they're good puppets, but... Yes. Yeah. The sets and everything are yeah. fantastic. The CG uh, is terrible because it's 2000, but honestly, for 2000, it was fine. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's going to be it for this episode. Thanks for mm-hmm. listening, everybody. Uh, thank you, Nick, for guesting. Is there anything you want to plug uh, before we uh, Yeah. Here? I, I've got my own podcast uh, called World's Second Finest. We talk about uh, Batman comics that are coming out every week through the... We're in, like, the mid-90s, 1995. And then we also talk about any other comics that we're reading and enjoying, like, I just read... Hellphone from a silver sprocket, mm. which is about two girls who find an old flip phone that apparently connects them to hell, and they're on the trail of like solving a murder, and they're kind of over it the whole time. That it's, rules. It's very fun. Uh, I also read Fart School, which is about going to art school in the 2000s. That gave me a mild panic attack. So you know, fun stuff. We're probably going to bring those to the pod. Okay. Kind of, um, kind of just like the the farting brontosaurus we saw in this movie. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly like that. It's yeah. it's uncanny. <laughs> so I'm working on that. That's uh, World Second Finest Pod, um, and then also uh, the Blink Trade Paperback is out. If you like actual horror instead of like the existential dread of the Flintstones Viva Rock Vegas. Uh, that is a found footage horror book. It's very, very good. Um, it's one of my favorite things that I've made in the last few years. Uh, a bunch of other oh, stuff so it's coming more out. like monsters rather than sitting there looking and going, wow, I'm aging out. I'm going to be a <laughs> right. I mean, that's a sort of horror. How am I so conscious of time? Home. I'm yeah, going to be yeah. an old folks home at some point, And my brain's just going to have Barney as Stephen Baldwin playing oh, over and over as he does a dance number. I'm if you want, remember this for my grandkids. If you want links to everything, um, it's linktree.com slash Nickphil. That'll have links to my Discord, the the podcast, everything, everywhere. Yeah, and as a Batman expert, we found out that this prequel is exactly like the Batman prequel, Year One. Year One, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, like no, this... I cannot commit to that. Year One is one of the best-made comics ever. <laughs> You if you like the like Flintstones end for 30 years and it's a classic Batman I will not stand for this before anyway, we started before we started I was like has a guest ever not come back to talk about the movie they just watched just like completely bailed on this whole thing <laughs> I mean that would have been funny no, though but I don't know how yeah that would have been funny uh, but I, that's I thought this... that slow beef might have <laughs> Some people close. Some people close. Um, yeah, that, that's this, that's it for this episode. Uh, thanks for listening. You can check us out on social media at Rough Cuts Cast uh, on Twitter, as well as co-host at Rough Cuts. Uh, I believe also Cast, right? I don't remember. No, nope, nope, uh, just Rough Cuts. Um, you can email us roughcutscast at gmail uh, as well as check out our TikTok, uh, which is something that the kids use, I guess. I'm I'm not old. You're old. And wow, what about that wife, the old ball and chain, huh? Fucking a. He went off to the buffet with some showgirl.
A showgirl? <sighs> Party can't be eating food with other women. Oh. You know, when they say all you can eat, they don't mean till you explode. I'm just getting started. Great. Excellent. Look at the size of that pie. Waiter. Yeah, I don't know. Barney oh, seems like a pretty big catch. This is pretty yeah. good. Oh, man. I thought Barney had shoved up a lot of white stuff in this woman's face, but then suddenly the waiter came along and... Yeah. He really dumped a load, huh? Yeah. yeah. It's all over both of them. Man. <laughs> she's just... she's oh, got God. cream all over from multiple men. Oh, man. And his girlfriend's watching uh, everybody... Watching from the corner. Watching her get creamed. Wow.